You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mashal's Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jarrett, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Jason Bond, also known as Emery. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Yes, welcome back to the podcast after missing a week, mister. Yeah, I know, right? That's yeah. what happens when you, you have a life and responsibilities. Oh, that means Ja has no life and no responsibilities. No, none at all. None whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, this is episode number 30. We are recording on November 8th, and this will be released on November 9th. So whether you're happy or sad about the election results, maybe we can help you out a little bit. Um, this past weekend that passed, is, uh, lots of information came out uh, on Overwatch because it was BlizzCon. So that's pretty much what we're going to be talking about. On this episode, we're going to be talking about Sombra, of course, the arcade, the new map, Oasis. Uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, about sound and Overwatch because there was a panel on Play by Sound that was very good. And I think it had a lot of good information that people need to hear. We're also going to talk a little bit about the Overwatch Q&A. And there's a few, uh, not a few user emails, there's a, there's a user email we're going to get into because we missed it last week. Uh, before we get started, I'd like to thank Symmetry and Yorobi. I think that's how you pronounce your name, because it's like Yar0B, uh, for joining me last night for Community Night. Uh, sorry for those who uh, might might have wanted to participate and missed it. Uh, I take the blame for that, because I really didn't organize it that well. We're, we're still getting started with the community stuff. I don't think any of our other podcasts really do Community Night, so we're trying to find the best way to handle it and I have some ideas, and hopefully in the near future we'll have a better way to handle it. But thank you guys for... Uh, playing with me last night, and later on the podcast, we'll talk about future community dates. But before we get started, started, Bond, why don't you tell everybody how you're doing? How's your, how was your week in Overwatch? Oh, uh, I, I finally got to play a little bit this week after not uh, going back into it for a while. Um, you know, logged in on Saturday, and I got to play a little bit, and I played May. It was great. I'm, I'm starting to like May a little more, mostly because I can run around shouting yay. And then I just, you know, say to the mic, amazing, and it's fantastic, and then I shoot people. <laughs> uh, got to in some PTR time there. I got to play a little bit of Sombra for uh, a really long skirmish that went nowhere, because, you know, PTR. And uh, picked up some Reinhardt and, you know, got a little back in on that. Looking forward to some of the changes. Okay. Now, I know for me, I actually did not get a chance to play Sombra at all. It just, I mean, first of all, when I had the opportunity to play... The PTR was unstable, and I even think I, I mentioned it on Twitter that the, the PTR was unstable. Somebody actually mentioned it back to me uh, that, the, that they were trying to get on the PTR, and they couldn't. So during my open time yesterday to get on the PTR, no, that, that really didn't happen. I did get a chance to check out her skins and her voice lines, 
And there's some. Did you check out her voice lines? Uh, yes, I did. You did. Okay. So yeah, you, you did you catch the hacker references? I did catch the hacker references. Yes. Yeah. Some and we'll of them see. were incredibly corny. Yeah, I guess this is an age check for the podcast. For those <laughs> who remember Hackers the movie, greatest '90s computer movie. I think it was the greatest oh. '90s computer movie. It was amazing. Oh, amazing. Not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has some hacker lines like, uh, what was it? Uh, mess with the best, die like the rest, and yep. hack the planet. Yep. So Mess with uh, the think, best, die like the rest. I think a lot of those are going to be lost on some of the younger players, but <laughs> for us older guys and gals, we, we know. Um, I also didn't get a chance to play a little bit on Xbox because last week I really didn't get a chance to play at all. I was prepping an update for the website that actually never ended up going out because when I went to go apply it, I found a huge bug that I'm now fixing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it really didn't work out. But I did get a chance to play on Saturday a little bit on PC, and that was a little discouraging. <laughs> then I got a chance to play on Sunday with one of our listeners, uh, Dirt Digi. Got a chance to play with him, which we had two not so great games, but good conversation. I, I did have a good time. <laughs> we will definitely be playing again. Um, but other than that, I this is usually I, I get in plenty of Overwatch between PS4, Xbox One, and the PC, and that just really did not happen for me this week, unfortunately. But soon, soon I'll I'll be back to to, uh, to normal. Maybe not this weekend. Dishonored Two's coming out. And you gotta you gotta switch it up, folks. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's one of the other reasons I haven't been able to get too much Overwatch in. So many other games. Yeah. So, but uh, let's go ahead. Let's go and get into our top story. Top story. Like I mentioned, BlizzCon was this past weekend. And as expected, a lot of information came out. Uh, some expected, like Sombra, some unexpected. I mean, I would say if, if, you, if you didn't catch the stream or if you didn't have the digital ticket, uh, I mean, you knew that Sombra was going to come and more than likely she was going to hack the conference in some way. But the way they did it was pretty funny, um, I thought. Did you watch the opening ceremony? Uh, I did not get a chance to. Nope. Yeah, so basically the way they did it is that you know, they were playing a video. First, they played a World of Warcraft video about what's been happening in the last year. Then they were like, yeah, there's a lot that's been happening with Overwatch 2. We want to play that video uh, for the, you know, to show what's been happening in, in the last year of Overwatch. So they start playing this video of the Overwatch team on launch day and stuff like that. But then as the video's going along, it actually starts to like mess up like i actually thought my internet was fucking up <laughs> because i thought i was like what am i lagging here like i was i was getting ready to refresh the browser but as i was getting ready to refresh the browser i found out oh not that but i heard the crowd in the background cheering so that's when i figured out that it was sombra and then that goes directly into the sombra cinematic which I thought was pretty cool. I was like, okay, that's not a bad way to, to introduce her. Because, I mean, the thing is, like, we all knew she was coming. If they did not release B- Sombra at BlizzCon, there was going to be riots at BlizzCon. They had to do one last trolling on the audience. So they said, hey, those viewers outside, they don't know what's going on. We can just go and do this. Yeah. So that's basically what happened. Now, you watched the Sombra cinematic, correct? I did, yes. What did you think about it? 
Uh, I thought it was really cool. It went out into uh, it went in a direction I didn't think it was going to go of, especially towards the end. However, uh, watching it, I was more interested in her abilities that I was seeing getting tossed around. But the uh, banter between uh, Reaper and her were pretty cool. Widowmaker yeah. was just a uh, a side character at that point in it, it seemed. Yeah, she definitely was. I did not expect to see her in it. I mean, I do like the choreography of these cinematics. Like, even the, the, the like when Widowmaker runs past that guy, he's like, what? And, like, the Reaper just comes right behind him and, like, knocks him out. Or I can't remember if he knocked him out or killed him. I think he, he uh, snapped his neck. Yeah, he snaps his neck. Like, you know, like, they're so in tune with each other, they know how to operate, you know? Yep. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know, the, the cinematic, which, there's a couple things about the cinematic for me, right? First of all, this is the first cinematic that they used to actually introduce a character. So it was a little different. And, um, they were, actually, I forgot to mention, but there was a, a podcast that um, I was on with the Wild Talk team that came out on Monday. That was a BlizzCon 2016 wrap-up. It's about it's a complete wrap-up of the show, but obviously we're going to dig deeply into the Overwatch stuff here. But, um, you know, he brought up that this is the first character that you're looking to see what exactly she can do. You know, like, yep. you saw the translocator, and like, okay, so she teleports to that. You saw how she hacks things. You saw that she could be turn invisible. You saw that uh, she has the, uh, the the Uzi, you know? You saw all that. Yep. So that that was a, a, a really big deal about the, about the cinematic, because it was introducing the character. Uh, but then also, this cinematic seems, it's not like the other cinematics that had, like, an opening... Uh, basically, the cinematic had a plot that opened and closed, you know? Right. This cinematic did not do this. This cinematic seemed like it's a part of a larger arc because, you know, she's the one who sets off the alarm uh, to get what you call it, Valskaya out of there. And I'm, I'm sorry, uh, we're talking about this like everybody has already seen the cinematic. Um, I think you should just watch it. It's easier to watch it than explain it. <laughs> and I don't, you know, we don't want to necessarily bore everybody else, but it's been... What, how many days has it been? Uh, Four or five days at this yeah, point? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's, it's going to be five days by the time uh, this podcast comes out, so we just figure everybody's seen it. But, you know, Sombra set off the alarm. She wants an ally in Volskaya, you know, and she's going to be in contact. So, obviously, Sombra isn't really married to Talon because I, she kind yeah. of betrayed them. I think she's kind of, you know, a strong, independent woman that didn't need no man. Like, she's trying to pretty much just, she's trying to look out for herself. She's trying to be self-reliant as possible, is what it seems like to me. She's, it's not that she's with talent, she's just, you know, with them temporarily. Right, yeah. It's like, she she wants that that allegiance for a uh, a larger cause, or a different cause later on. So it seems like they're going to continue that. I hope so, because I hate when they string us along with certain content. Like, that McCree comic, where's part two? What happens? We know it ends in a train wreck. Right. You know? We know that that ends in a train wreck, but we don't know what happens between that. They, they kind of just strung us along for that. So, yeah, like, I, I really hope they don't just leave it alone. I hope they actually, um, you know, I'm hoping the season two cinematics, because that's where we are 
in the Overwatch. This is technically speaking a season two cinematic. I hope there's actually an ongoing story for the cinematics. Um, my favorite part of the entire cinematic, though, was not even Sombra. It's when Zarya appeared. <laughs> you know, I thought about that when I saw her pop up. I was like, oh, man, Ja right now, I can just imagine what his face is like. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, that was my favorite part because, like, she's talking... You know, uh, Volskaya is not talking. Like, she's not looking at anybody, but you hear the Russian music. I'm like, this is Zarya. This has got to be Zarya. <laughs> and then, boom, she just comes out of the shadow. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, that I, I am curious. Maybe Zarya will be the next cinematic. Who knows? But I, I really do hope they continue the story arc instead of just kind of cutting it off and letting it be. I mean, I... In terms of best to worst, I would say this cinematic rates right above the Soldier 76 one for me, Mm. which is at the bottom of my list, by the way. (laughs) Soldier 76 one is at the bottom of my list. I still think Alive is the best cinematic they had. That's your opinion. Yeah, well, you like the Winston one. I like uh, Recall, the Bastion one. yeah. I'd say yeah. Recall, recall is my favorite. I I I got the feels from that when I watched that. So it's like Recon, uh, the Zenyatta one right after that, or not Zenyatta, sorry. Uh, yeah, so alive. So yeah, so I like the Soldier seventy six one, but I kind of like Soldier seventy six, and I I wish that story went a little further. But this one, I I would put this one in the middle of the pack. I think. Yeah. See, if I'm I'm gonna go through my 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 list right now, so just so that we're on the record. Okay. <laughs> so from from best to worst, it's Alive, then Dragons, then Recall, then Bastion, so that will be, I don't know what that one's called. Last Bastion. The Last Bastion. Then this one, Sombra, which I don't even know, it's called, is it called Infiltration? Like what Infiltration, is I think, yeah. Yeah, it's called, I think it's called Infiltration, so, you know, uh, this one, and then Soldier 76 sits at the bottom for that. So. Uh, but there was, along with that cinematic, there was also a a lore video that came out, which you just watched, right, Bond? Yes. And what did you think of that? Uh, the video was pretty cool. I, I like that kind of style there where, you know, it's explaining what she's going to go and do. It was pretty neat. And then, you know, going through again, hitting there with the feels, you find out that she's a, she's a soldier of war and, you know, she's one of the forgotten ones and... How she goes through and stumbles into basically what she's doing. I you mean, an orphan of war. Yeah, well, orphan of war. You're right. Yeah, so orphan of war at that point. And you know, like I said, everybody, you know, nobody thinks about the forgotten ones like that that are in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Like so, basically, her lore was that uh, because of the Omnic crisis, she was orphaned, but she found this. You know, she found that her ability to hack. Obviously, it wasn't magically given to her or anything like that, but that was her gift. And uh, she was a great hacker, and she hacked for the, was the Los Muertos gang. Yep, Los Muertos. When it, when it, when it, you know, when she needed it, or when they needed it, um, and eventually somebody found out who she was. Like she was very secretive, but somebody actually found her, and that's when she turned into the Sombra that we know now. Like she augmented her body so that she can hack and shit like that. So. I would also suggest checking that one out. How long is that video? It's only, it could only, only like a minute minutes. 30. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's a small video. So I would suggest checking that out. That's, that's her basic lore. It's not the most enthralling. I don't know. To me, I think Winston's lore is the best. 
I that I, he is from a lore perspective, he is my favorite character. Poor Winston. He just well, wanted love and peanut butter. That's all he wanted. Well, that's the thing. I'm like because it's his attitude, everything that he's gone through, and the attitude that he still has. Mm-hmm. You know, resilience. So. Yeah, so that's why I enjoy Winston's lore the most. Hopefully we'll get an actual Uh, video specifically for him other than Recall. Yeah, I I don't know. I think they're probably going to go through all the other characters first. That's why. I think they're going to go through a character before we get something. I would love to see more about him with him and Harold Winston. Mm -hmm. And even like, you know, with the the gorillas getting out of control on the moon. I think that would be pretty cool. I mean, that that shot from the, the cinematic... Where they're looking at the Earth yes. from the observatory. That's my desktop. It should be everybody's desktop. And when you're feeling upset, go look at that shit. And just say, <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> I think the next one that's going to come out, I think, is going to be for May. No, well, maybe, yeah, because she does have that map coming out, So yep. which we're going to get into. So maybe, maybe. Maybe. Oh, that wasn't a joke. That wasn't a joke. <laughs> I just realized <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, let's talk a bit about Sombra's abilities, her official abilities that now that we know. Uh, she can hack devices, and we're going to get back to that, so trust me, we're going to get back to her hacking. She can translocate, she can go invisible, and she has EMP as her, uh, as her ultimate. Now, I want to talk about hacking last, because it's probably the one that's, it's probably her most important ability, to be honest with you. So translocate for those who don't know it's like a short it's like a short range teleporter pretty much that only teleports one person. She can throw this device into different areas and when she pushes the button she will transport to that area. Uh that a translocator is not new to shooters. Anybody who's played Unreal Tournament will know that. <laughs> um that translocator was I, I mean I I don't know if that's the first game that had translocator or not. But I know that's the first game I played that had a translocator. So, um, yeah, UT99. But, yeah, the translocation... Translocation should make this pretty interesting. But that's what it does. It teleports you from one place to the other. She can also turn invisible, which is something that was predicted a while ago. That she could... She, we heard those voice lines where people were saying something's not right here or detecting her. Apparently, you can hear her. Uh, running or walking while she's invisible. Mm-hmm. But the thing about her, when she's invisible, she is completely invisible. There is no shimmer. There is nothing. The only thing that can pull her out of invisibility is if she attacks or if she's actually hit by something. You know, she can actually, like, uh, she can be trapped by Junkrat's traps. Yes, she can. Yeah. On that first hand. <laughs> yeah, she can be, and that's cool. You know what I don't like? I don't like the fact that when she has the orb of discord on her, Mm -hmm. she can go completely invisible still. I don't like that. I think Zenyatta should still be able to see her. Not see her, but at least see the orb. Right. He should I think Zenyatta should still be able to track the orb of discord when she's invisible. Because the thing is the discord orb still affects her. If she is in Zenyatta's light of sight and she's invisible and she has Discord Orb, the Discord orb still affects her. It just can't be seen. So I'm not a fan of that. She's cloaking herself, not the orb that's floating around her body. You know? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe it could be that they're they're trying to go and push it more towards uh, someone. Wow, rogues have an ability called Cloak of Shadows. 
And when they do that, regardless of what dots are on them, they can just go and use uh, that to clear all their dots and they can vanish. They have another ability called Vanish, which will go and put them into stealth. Regardless, I was like, maybe they derive some of the idea from that and that's why it does that. Maybe, but this does not clear the Orb of Discord or any status to my knowledge. Right. So, uh, but she has her EMP, which is her ultimate, which this stuff like this leads me to believe that she's going to be too much. And I think her her ultimate ability needs to be having like a super high alt charge. Because what EMP does is it shuts down any machinery except Bastion. If, ba- if she does EMP, I'm pretty sure Bastion can, sh- she can still shoot. But I'm, I'm pretty sure it'll shut down Symmetra's teleporters, her turrets. It'll shut down um, Torbjorn's turrets. It'll break Reinhardt's shield. If your character uses shields, it destroys the shield. So Zenyatta will go from having 200 health to 50. Yep. And Zarya will go from having 400 health to 200. Except if she's already, if she's bubbled, then it breaks her bubble. It doesn't break her shield. So I have, actually I need to see how long it takes for that ability to actually pop. Like, does it charge instant. quickly? It's instant. It's instant ability. It, yeah, the EMP. There's no charge ability to use it. It's instant when it goes off, uh, and the effect is devastating. Um, if if she's in a group and people aren't paying attention to her, and she just invises and then pops that with the sixty rounds she has in her machine pistol, that's it. That's GG right there. Well, I'm thinking about places where Reinhardt is shielding, right? Mm-hmm. And she just goes invisible and then runs through the shield. You know? Yep. Right, goes invisible, runs through the shield, bam, pops it. Reinhardt, his shield's gone. Oh, yeah. Can't use it. Oh, yeah, by the way, EMP also disables everybody's abilities. So, no one in the area can use their abilities right now. If there's a Zarya there, she's only got half of her health. Zenyatta has 50 health. Um, Symmetra, how much health does she? How much health for health does shield? Seventy-five. Um, I think. I'm not entirely sure. I can't, I can't remember how much health Symmetra has. It's just a shame considering how much I actually play her. Right. But um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, it it basically really makes your team like very vulnerable, and I'm pretty sure it holds for like five seconds. Yes, it does. It holds for a very long time. Enough time for people to mess up killing you and still have time to do it. Yeah, so that's that. Your team is wide open if she catches a bunch of people in there for five seconds. I mean, it's easily a way to get people pushed in. And that's why I think if, I don't know, like, that's why I think the ability should have some type of charge time. Because when she hits it, there needs to be like a, a second or two that somebody can react to it and maybe stop it. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, so I th- I think that's something that's going to need to be balanced. Now, once again, I have not played her on the PTR yet. Maybe I'll get a chance to play her a little bit tonight. Uh, but oh, you know, she, my, uh, my, she just from just from looking at it, it that seems like it's going to be a problem. Okay, so with my interactions because I didn't get to play as her that much, but I did get to play against her a lot, and I can tell you right now, um, the magazine capacity that she has in her weapon is devastating i've seen her just destroy you know from like people who had like say half to like three quarters health and even lower i've just seen her mow down two or three players with one magazine really uh, two oh, or yeah. three players it was insane <laughs> yeah she took uh i was on a may and we had a tracer near me and then we had a lucio 
And she just destroyed all three of us after she went and popped that when nobody else was around. We had just, we were doing uh, Ilios and we were on the uh, the map where Lucio can knock you off, uh, you know, the balcony there. And while we're up there, we just ended up taking the place finally. And then she just pops out of nowhere, pops her EMP and just wasted all three of us. We couldn't do a yeah. thing about it. Like I said, 60 rounds in that thing. And the damage is pretty significant. In one magazine, she can she can take out a person or two from full health. Like if it was a Mercier or a, uh, uh, if it was a Mercier or a May or anything like that, and they can't use abilities. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. If she's by herself, though, and she comes against a group of people and she doesn't have certain abilities up, she's going to get dominated. But otherwise, she can be incredibly uh, uh, unbalanced, maybe. I don't want to say OP, because there are some counters to it, but it's it's pretty hard to go and counter that. Well, it feels like any character they, they put onto the PTR almost immediately... Is is unbalanced. Even though Anna, <laughs> even though, well, Anna was unbalanced when she came off in the PTR too. Mm -hmm. But I don't think we really felt the effects of her being unbalanced until she was in the, the general population. Right. Uh, with Sombra, you can just see, you know, based off of what, uh, based off of what she can do, and what she has right now, that she's probably gonna be pretty unbalanced. What I. You know, if they do put her in Gen Pop, like as a prison, like in the general population, <laughs> I really hope they do not allow her into competitive mode until after Season 2. Because we still need time to adjust to her. And her 60, and I, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to they, they're gonna have to uh, nerf that clip of hers. One thing I also think they're going to have to nerf a bit is hack. And mm. not necessarily what it hacks, but how quickly you can hack someone. Because yeah. I've seen, I've seen, you know, I've seen some people playing, and I've seen videos, and I'm like, dude, that is so fast. If if she does what she's she's good at, which is, you know, my play style of go by as much as you can, be a big pain in the ass, but try to go in as unnoticed as possible. When she does that in some matches, when she just jumps into the fray and people aren't paying attention, that hack is going to be a game changer right there. Kind of like how Zenyatta's Discord Orb can be a game changer for groups. Right. Well, the hack, I mean, she can hack a tracer mid, like, jump. Like, mid, like, you know, mm -hmm. what, what's, I can't remember what the ability Leap. is she called. But, the, you know, when Leap. tracer jumps around, mm -hmm. she can do that, in the, like, as a tracer is doing it. That means she hacks too fast, in my opinion. So I think she really, uh, just based off of what I've seen, I think the hack, it needs to take a little more time. Like, and not to, not to mention, like, she, she doesn't even have to pop EMP to make a Reinhardt drop his shield. She can run through the shield, turn around, right-click, and as she's right-clicking, she becomes visible again. But at the same time, even if she dies, by the time she dies, the Reinhardt shield is down. Mm. Yeah, I mean, when I was playing Sombra there a couple of times, Reinhardt's came up to me, and uh, usually I was by myself, so I would take off over half their health, but I was usually in a confined area where I couldn't get away, and the Reinhardt, you know, of course, has a 30-foot swing radius. Yeah. <laughs> so he just, you know, destroyed me each time. I took three hits before I was killed, but not before I took off half of his health. You know, like, I expended cooldowns to get away from him, but, I mean, there are some counters, you know, depending on how she's used. Right, yeah. That's, like, more, know... that's more me not, you know, trying to test it and not playing like I knew her. You know, that was the only time I got to play her, you know, play as her, really. But, I mean, 
yeah, she she has enough power in her weapon to to destroy a tank if she gets him in the right moment. Well, I know that uh, she can't hack when she takes damage. Mm-hmm. So if somebody damages her, it resets her hack. That means yes. May. May is going to be an incredible counter for her because she can't do shit when May is Every around. time I came up against a, uh, a some, uh, every time I came up against her as a May, I was able to win like say three quarters of the battles. You know, more often than not, though, like I said, it wasn't just a straight fight between her and I. But that that gun that she has really hurts. Yeah, and as it stops May, you I... from hacking. Like maybe you can translocate yourself away. Like if you're fast enough, you could toss the translocator away and then translocate to it. I wonder if you translocate does the cold effect because you'll still be moving slow for uh you know for like a like a, no. a portion of a second. No, there's no effect like that at all. You you translocate, you're still moving just as fast. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like if May is in the process of freezing you, you know how you slow um, down. Um, oh, you know most of the time when that happens, because you can. The thing about this is that it's not like it's not like the blink effect from Tracer. She can take this thing and just chuck this thing up and just jettison herself straight up into the air or on top of buildings. Most right. of the times when that kind of thing happened, I wasn't able to see her in time to go and measure that. Uh-huh. Oh, I guess we'll find out. I'll have to do some testing. Yeah, yeah. But there was a video that came out that was a bit more specific about what she can and cannot hack. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and now we have to break the abilities down into two into not into two uh, categories, but break them down a little bit further, because you have abilities like you have ultimates mm-hmm. that uh, what's the word I'm 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 I'm, uh, I'm looking for here that you you have ultimates that you deploy. I would say like you kind of deploy it or you just pop it. Yep. You have other ultimates that kind of are like they they charge and it's basically see, that's not even the word I'm looking for. I don't even I can't even. Describe it. My grasp of the English language apparently isn't that great. <laughs> yeah, it's like you, you you have some ultimates that uh that that can that basically just pop. Like let's say um Dragon Blade. Yeah. You know, it's a state. Basically, your char- your your ultimate is a st- it changes the state of your character, mm-hmm. right? Where when you use Dragon Blade, but when after Genji pulls the sword out. Mm-hmm. And the little dragon animation goes. Yep. He is in a different state at that point. Zenyatta's alt. Once you hit that button and he goes into trans- transcendence, he is in a different state. Even Soldier Seventy Six, when he puts the visor down, once the visor is down, he is a- in a different state. Yep. Um, versus Farah, uh, who her ultimate doesn't change her state. It's just it deploys. Like, it basically powers up the whole time. It's power. She gets empowered by it the whole time. Yep. Um, who else uh, is like that? I'm trying. To, most of the characters. Um, Reaper is like that. And that's how I found out that her her that's hack the- has a pretty long distance too, because I saw her hack a Reaper while he was doing his ultimate. Um, I want to say the distance is. Maybe the same amount of uh, the same size as May's. No, it's smaller than May's uh, ultimate. It's smaller than well, May's a ultimate little is, bit is like ten meters. If she can hack from ten meters away, fuck that. Oh wait, no, 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 no. I'm thinking of the EMP that ability. Um, yeah, I was able to get some crazy distance on those things. Maybe not as long as May's, but as long as say. Uh, as long as May's like uh, her ice ability, her main hand attack. 
Yeah. Yeah, it had about that distance. Right, okay. Yeah, that's too long. That's too long, in my opinion. Because May's, May's attack is too long, to be honest with you. But we'll get into that conversation again. <laughs> um, sure we will. We just got to wait for Mikey to come back. That's where I'm looking for casting. Like, there casting. we go. If, you're, if your ultimate is, like, casting the entire time, like um, uh, McCree's, that's being cast the entire time. And when he press fire, the cast is complete. Mm-hmm. You know, versus soldiers or even bastions like it casts it it change it changes his state and now he's a tank <laughs> you know right uh versus somebody else like um trying to think who else has an, an ultimate that has a long that's basically the entire ultimate is a cast oh like um uh, roadhog is like that right roadhog is like that and even and now i guess now we'll separate that you know separate you know, casting ultimates versus like state changing ultimates. Like when you, when you're junk rat and you pull your ultimate, like once the tire leaves junk rat, now you're in a different state. So basically essentially ultimates where you change the state, your state after your state has changed, she cannot disrupt your ultimate. But if you're, uh, if you are in a casting ultimate, like Farah, uh, Reaper, Roadhog, then she, you can be interrupted. Even uh, Anna, if you and, and I can't imagine a somber banner disrupting Anna because she just does it so fast. But you know, once Anna, uh, once she nano boosts a character, that character is just nano boosted, and that's it. And I don't even know. I wonder if you can affect somebody, like somebody with nano boost, if you can disrupt their abilities. Uh, I would think that you can. I don't think that I saw that, though, the entire time I was playing. Most of the time when I was playing, we didn't even have a tank or a healer. Mm. Yeah, you know, I'll have to PTR. test that out. I know one thing that you can't disrupt once it's already deployed is Roadhog's hook. I did see that. That would make sense. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I know with Farah, if Farah gets hacked, because when you get hacked, folks, it's not just a disrupting move. When you get hacked, it actually disrupts your abilities for five minutes. No, sorry, not five minutes, sorry. For five or five seconds. Oh, God, five, five minutes, minutes that'd be awful. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, I'm quitting Overwatch. Yeah, pretty much at that point. It's like, GG, I'm done. Yeah, so like you get disrupted for five seconds once you're hacked. Uh, Farah, even though you can't jet into the air, you can still fly. That's the thing. Like You can still hover above the ground and stuff like that. So, Oh, and one interesting thing, and I think this is going to be a good counter for Reinhardt Bastion is that when Bastion is in turret mode and he gets hacked, it pulls him out of turret mode. <laughs> oh, as if he needed more counters, you know? Yeah, like, he, it pulls him out of turret mode. But no, this is going to be good for Reinhardt Bastion mainly because either A, you can disrupt the Reinhardt and pull and and get the shield down. Or B, you can disrupt the Bastion. You know, I would actually say you're probably better off disrupting the Reinhardt to get a shield down, and then in the confusion of everything, you just plug uh, the Bastion in the back while that's happening. No? Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't think I really saw that too much, but well, yeah, that's because I, I was playing. Up working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It makes so sense. I'm- I think that will be, you know, better off. Now, like I said, the hacking ability, I think it needs to take longer because what, it has a cooldown of, what, 12 seconds? 
I think so. Let me take you a look real quick. Every 12 seconds, she can hack somebody. She can hack five people in one minute. You know, she can disrupt several. And especially if she's stealthy and running around, she can be a constant nuisance. And that's what I'm worried about this character for. I don't. I think I think she's going to turn out to be a character that's kind of like Bastion. Bastion isn't really fun to play. Bastion's not fun to play against. He's just an he's an annoying character, and that's what I I don't want that. Like one of the he, you know even May isn't as an, of an annoying character as Bastion in my opinion. If you play May the right way, it can be interesting. A play against the May the right way can be interesting. If you're constantly being frozen by May, that means this you and or your team are doing something wrong. Even though, like I said, there's some features of her I think could be cut back, but still. <laughs> uh, you know, but that you know, that's the thing. I, I just feel like Sombra might be just an annoying character and that's gonna lower my fun with the game. So we'll see. We'll see. Alex, I haven't played against her yet. So we'll see how it goes. It was interesting. It was interesting playing as it was interesting playing as May and going after her with May because I did that almost exclusively. I was just having a lot of fun with it, and I was able to, I was able to compete with her. If she gets the jump on you, though, that's pretty much it. The hacking of uh, health packs though was pretty cool. That is yes, very yeah, very handy. You can very hack handy. health packs so people can't pick them up. Now, no, that... yesterday when I tried this out, I was able to hack a 200 uh, health pack. Today, I wasn't able to, but it could just been that it was a glitch or, uh, you know, something else that went through. Maybe it was already hacked and I didn't realize it. You'll see the symbols for it right above it, though. Yeah, that could be the case. And they'll be great. They'll be red. They'll be red. Like, you can't touch the health packs if they're hacked, but they respond very quickly when you hack them. Yeah. Yeah, I think that might be a little bit too much. But we'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. Um, now, there was a, the, an Overwatch panel where they went into more detail with Sombra. Uh, some 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 interesting information. First of all, Sombra was developed very early, apparently. But most of her original moves went to Hanzo and Genji. She was originally a knife-wielding hero that could throw a knife and detect enemies. What does that sound like? <laughs> It sounds like both those heroes that yeah, were originally so one hero. That's basically what she, you know, she was. She would throw knives and things like that. Uh, but the funny thing was, I found interesting is that her current design of like her being a hacker, that wasn't Blizzard's idea. That was the community's idea. Apparently, the community started speculating that Somber was some type of hacker, and that's when Blizzard started getting into it. <laughs> that's so the ARG is the community's fault, by the way. <laughs> You have nobody to blame but yourselves. <laughs> I have very, the very mixed feelings about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like how authors will change the ending of their book once people start like guess it and figure it out by accident. Not by accident, but they figure it out and then they'll go and change it. I don't I don't know. Yeah, like it was I I was like, really? The com- yeah, that's how you got this idea? So I mean, if they're taking community feedback like that, you know, some of the other stuff that people are talking about may come true, like Doomfist being an Omnic. Yeah, I, I, I want them to come up with it. If they're, if they're going to do Doomfist, I want him to look like uh, uh, the guy with the metal jaw from the Venture Brothers at that point. So please, you know, go for that. 
Now another interesting... There we go. Forgot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> another interesting fact about her is that they had to redesign her because she looked too much like Anna. Hmm. Originally. Like she had she she was gonna wear a hood and stuff like that. Which I think would have made more sense because that's kinda like her cloak. Yep. You know, so I would rather see Anna without the hood and just have like long flowing gray hair than you know, Sombra not having it, to be honest. I kind of hope that they release some of the artwork for it, and we get to we get a chance to see some of that initial concept work. Yeah. So, uh, finally with Sombra, something I thought was interesting, that her hack highlight. How, did you see that? Yes. Yeah, so her hack highlight, it actually starts off by showing somebody else's play of the game, but then she hacks it, and so it's her play of the game, so it's a huge troll Fucking play of the game. This this whole character is all about trolling. <laughs> Everything yeah. done to the ARG, the creation, and then that. Yeah. Now, Sombra is an attack hero, correct? That's yes. what they have listed as. Yes, offensive. I think this kind of proves that Blizzard doesn't know how to classify their heroes. I would consider her either... I'd consider her a defender. Either a defender or support. Like, she silences people. That's what she, she silences. I, that's why, well, again, I don't think I would do support because she doesn't directly shield or heal or do anything like that. However, she does have the ability to go and hack health kits. I would say defender is more of her role. Maybe. And she excels at being a defender, too. Like, her and Reaper s- teamed up, like, that'd be pretty damn deadly. Like I said, I need the player, but I would put, I would have put her into support, and Symmetra should be in defense. Because like, clearly Symmetra doesn't belong in support. We've had that conversation before. Yes. You know, Symmetra belongs in defense, but for some reason they didn't put her there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think it kind of shows that Blizzard doesn't necessarily know how to classify their heroes. So, I don't know. The next hero we may, be, we may get is, like, a defense hero, but it should be a tank. <laughs> uh, uh, Baron Underbite Doomfist. Yep, Baron Underbite Doomfist. <laughs> you heard it here, <laughs> folks. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... Uh, but let's move on from Sombra. There was also uh, some additional news about the arcade. And no, we're not talking about the Brawl arcade. There's actually a section in Overwatch that's going to be called the arcade now. And basically, I guess all the new game modes are going to be funneled there. All the Brawls that you play now, I think they're available there on a playlist. So you can just go into the Brawl playlist and it'll go and it'll, and it'll just cycle through them over and over again. Uh, there will be new 1v1 game types and 3v3 game types. I don't know how I feel about 1v1s because the game isn't built for 1v1s. Now, I know the 1v1 type they have available now is like it's like 1v1 mirror match. So you and whoever you're playing against will have the same exact character. And I guess essentially you just have to kill the other person. Sombra versus Sombra. Yeah, like I don't, I don't really know how that's going to work out. And I don't know how much fun that could really be. Like, you're a Reinhardt, I'm a Reinhardt. <laughs> you know, just like, charge each other. Just charge each other at the same time. Draw. Yeah, everybody wins. Exactly. Like, <laughs> when they said 1v1, I was like, um, I'll pass. Then there was 3v3 game types, which is actually an elimination game type. And I don't know how that's going to work either, because this game wasn't built for 3v3 elimination. Like, elimination is just like when Destiny added Trials of Osiris. And don't get me wrong, Trials of Osiris... Uh, I guess a, a lot of the community likes it. I never enjoyed it because Destiny is not built for elimination. It's not balanced for elimination. You know? So neither is, neither is this game. 
and I'm not excited for it, but whatever. There is a 6v6 no-limit hero pick game type in the arcade. And the reason that's important, because quick play is going solo pick. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! (laughs) Quick play is going solo pick. They have heard the prayers from the Church of Jah, and (laughs) they are making quick play solo pick. Ugh. I gotta say, though, I gotta say, out of us here, I have not heard of another person who likes this. Dude, all of my friends want six players, want, want uh, a solo pick. All the, uh, all the other guys I play, like all the guys play. I play WoW with, like I talk to them about it because they, you know, they know I do this podcast and they ask me what I thought. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. I was like, I cannot wait for that. It's fantastic. And everybody else was just, it was all salt and QQ. Well, they probably because I mean, how often do they play Overwatch? Uh, they played enough to where they're getting upset about it because they say, "Oh, it's it's quick play. I just want to go in there and fuck around." I'm like, "Well, go in arcade." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now you can go in the arcade and fuck around. They needed to separate those players because there's people who want to play quick play but don't want, but they want solo pick and they don't want to play competitive, mm-hmm. which is completely viable. Like that's Mike. Yep. Mike. Mike wants to play quick play. And he because he doesn't care about competitive. Yeah. And the same. thing is now I think this is gonna filter bad players out of competitive. Yeah, might go and do that, and I'd be all right with that. Not saying that Mike is a bad player, but I'm saying like there's a lot of people who play competitive right now because they hate hero stacking and quick play. Yeah. This is gonna this is good for everyone. And you know who this is really good for, I think? You consoles. <laughs> I think this is great for consoles because No Torbjorn stacking. Well, not just that, but I think with consoles, like, first of all, the, the population of Overwatch is diminishing on console, for sure. I do know that, based off of the type of player that I find, especially on PS4. Highly competitive players all the time I'm coming, uh, coming across, which is not a problem, but usually when most of the players you deal with are highly competitive, that means that the, the population is, is dwindling down on that game. You know, I'm not saying it's dead, because it's definitely not dead. Plenty of players playing it. It just could be more. And I think when consoles, when this gets implemented on console, the single pick quick play, you know, a lot of people who didn't necess- didn't have their level high enough to play competitive or weren't interested in playing competitive but didn't want to play quick play because it would just be straight up silly sometimes because hero stacking, as much as it is a problem on PC quick play, it is like five times worse on console. Uh-huh. Hero stacking is ridiculous. I, I played, when I-, when I was doing my um, my run to 25 on the Xbox, I had one night where I had seven consecutive games where either somebody on my team, or either my team or the other team had three to four, maybe even five of one hero. So it's like, do I play that and waste my time or do I quit? And now if I keep quitting, now I'm going to be penalized for it. Right. You know, it's not, it's not fair. So this is this is this is definitely much better. And I, I was talking to somebody else. And I said, you know, if I played, if I never played Overwatch on any other platform, right? Xbox is my first platform, and I'm playing one through twenty-five. And this was my experience. I would have quit. I would have never made it to twenty-five. I definitely would have quit Overwatch mm-hmm. because it just wasn't fun at a certain point. You know. Uh, I think this is going to be a huge help for console. I hope this brings a lot of people back. I'm hoping that Waldy starts playing again because he actually stopped playing because of the hero stacking issue. It's also an issue with communication on consoles more so than PC for sure. 
uh, when I mentioned it in the forums, I got flamed by console players. Yep. And I was like, dude, like, I'm sorry, but I'm playing on all three platforms now. And by far, I would say Xbox probably has the worst communication because nobody talks unless you're in group or, or party chat. PS4 is not that much, not much better. I think it's like one in 10 matches. I actually hear somebody else's voice, <laughs> you know? So yeah, I, besides the communication issue, I think this will help out with Overwatch on console. Sure. Uh, but additionally, in the arcade, there is a new map called Watchpoint, sorry, Eco Point Antarctica, and it's a small map. It's the map that's built for three threes and one v one. It's 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 a level uh, dedicated to May. It's essentially the base that she was stationed at where she was frozen. And I think there's even one place where there's like a bunch of pods, and there's like warnings yep. on all the pods, and only one is open. Yep. You know so. I uh, I'm interested to to at least check it out, but I don't see myself playing a whole lot on that. I kind of wish that they would bring this out for the main map rotations for the game. Well, they'd have to make it bigger, of course. Right, which I think they should definitely go and do. New maps like these are always cool, and I I think this looks really cool. Like, there's no reason they couldn't go and bring this out, and it it adds to the lore too. There's no reason for it to not be you know for anything other than one v one and three v three. Yeah. Well, they did give us a regular new map soon called Oasis, and it looks like that looks like you know what that looks like. That looks like um that the the uh, the Anna comic, the one where, where Soldier was in it. Yes, that's where it looks the like compound they are. He was going after. Yeah, the compound he was going after. It looks someplace like you know, like I guess Middle Eastern, if that if I'm if I'm using that correctly, and um. It's a control map, but this has jump pads. I don't know how I really feel about jump pads and Overwatch because I do like the fact that only certain characters have vertical mobility. Like, if you want vertical mobility, you need to kind of sacrifice a character slot. You know? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I like that. So, uh, I, I don't... Oasis is not on the PTR yet. I think it's coming to the PTR in December. It'll be interesting to try that map out. It'll be it'll be interesting. I, I I'm still hoping Antarctica gets brought out to uh, the main game modes. I don't I don't think so. I I think they're like working on well they're working on multiple maps at a time, but there are so many considerations they have to take when they work on these maps that it takes them forever to get you know new ones out. So I think we're gonna see Oasis. Probably release sometime in January. I kind of hope not. I really don't want them to release Oasis until, uh, until well, I don't want it available and competitive until season three because we're gonna be in the middle of season two if this thing comes out. You know, shortly after being on the PTR. Mm-hmm. I don't want a brand new map in the middle of the season in competitive. <laughs> I know you're heavily against that. Uh, it doesn't bother me as much. I I kind of like you know the the new stuff that's put in every so once in a while. I think it's refreshing. I do too. Just don't put it in the middle of the season. <laughs> like you put it put it because now since we're only gonna have a week break between seasons, at the end of the competitive season, put it into the rotation in the new week. Let people play it for at least a week to get used to it a little bit. You know, and then go from there. So yeah, that's that's I I don't I really don't think it should be added into the rotation 
until the new season, but we'll see. Um, one of the big things they talked about was Overwatch League. Did you look into this at all? Uh, I didn't get to, no. Okay, so the Overwatch League is not just like an online league you sign up for and you play, and that's kind of it. Overwatch League is looking to take esports really to a new level, and I put quotes on that, and I'm going to get to that in a minute. So what Overwatch League is offering is regional teams. Like, basically, they are going to have... They're going to, you know, the Blizzard's going to set up the league. Then there's going to be people who are bidding to be team owners in specific, you know, air regions like, you know, Philadelphia, uh, Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, you know, stuff like that. So they're going to be, you know, making teams regionally. Then in those regions, they're going to have combines where players are going to come and they're going to try out and they're going to try to form a team based on those combines. Players who actually make the team will have salaries. They'll have benefits. They'll sign contracts. Um, it's a, like from what I read, it's up to the team owners to kind of, I guess, kind of find revenue streams. That uh, you know, with merchandising and stuff like that, I guess. That's that's where it's that's where they're looking to have that the money come in. Uh, the reason I said you know I put quotes on new is because I don't know if anybody else remembers. But this sounds exactly like the MLG Combine. I think the last MLG Combine they had was in 2010. I, I don't know. I was never big on the MLG Combine to begin with, to be honest with you. But this sounds exactly like the MLG Combine. And Nick from Wild Talk made a really good point that, you know, Activision slash Blizzard bought MLG, I think, sometime this year. So... <laughs> Like, are they trying again? It could be that the MLG Combine was just before its time. The MLG Combine was before League of Legends got big. You know, it was before League of Legends got big. It was before, you know, you had these huge Dota tournaments. It was before you had these huge StarCraft tournaments. Um, you know, a lot a lot of games that were competitive started getting bigger. Look how much bigger uh, 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 Counter-Strike got. You know, in Counter-Strike, people were competing in Counter-Strike for 16 years. Yep. You know, even Dota, like, I think Dota came out in, was it 2003? I can't even remember, like, when Dota originally came out. Uh, and, you know, that it really didn't get huge until League of Legends, which I'm not going to get into how that became so big. Uh, if you really want to know, find me on Xbox, we'll talk about it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, the, maybe it'll be successful this time, the MLG Combine. Uh, well, not MLG Combine, but, you know, these Overwatch Leagues and Combines, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I mean, I, I know that there's a lot of people excited for esports and stuff like that, but how much money are people willing to spend on their regional teams, you know, so that you can play these, give these players salary? Now, I know with the MLG Combine, I think salaries, like, were around 40000 in the MLG Combine, which, uh, 40k salary... Especially to a to a younger person is, is pretty good, but you know, mo I brought up on the podcast before, like most of these players who are going to be playing these, you know, in, in these leagues, right, on for these teams, they're going to be like twenty, twenty one, twenty two, and what I'm worried about is that you know they're going to get involved with these leagues and have these salaries like forty k, maybe even fifty k, you know, maybe get some endorsement deals, stuff like that, but then it's not going to be very stable. 
So in these years where they really should be trying to stable, you know, uh, I guess get their their foot feet on the ground into their careers and uh, start moving the, moving up the ranks. And and doing the shit work that you tend to do, you know, in uh in your early career, yep. You know they're gonna be involved in this, and maybe they'll become like late. You know, if this fails, they'll become uh, you know, be be uh, it basically won't work out for them. That's the only thing I worry about. I think that's essentially I'm worried about the stability of the league and how the players are actually gonna manage to to be stable. Because even play like you know you do hear about some players making a lot of money. Like, I know some of the some of the players who do league make a lot of money. Well, I'm, I'm, I'll, I guess a lot of money is subjective. I guess you well, have to look at it a certain perspective yeah. too, because you know forty thousand dollars for playing video games. I make more than that now, and I would I I think I might be okay with playing video games and making forty thousand a year. I'd have to know: does it come with benefits? Do I get health insurance? Well, it does come with benefits, but ju- just okay. Let's say you make more now. Let's just say. Let's say you make fifty thousand. I don't mm-hmm. know how much you make, right? So you make fifty thousand, but you're like this guy's making forty thousand playing video games. First of all, your job is offering you more stability than this is, especially right now, because <laughs> especially like if a better player comes along, you're gone, right? You know, it's not like your job just sees somebody like, oh, that person's better than Bond at his job. Peace, Bond. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> it's it's not it's not like that. It's, the like, same, you don't get, it's less stability than working in restaurants. Yeah, you don't get benched at work. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> go and time out, Bond. You screwed up. This guy's better. We're putting you over yeah, there. You, you, you suck. Hit the showers. Like that doesn't happen. Like, <laughs> you know, that, that that doesn't happen with your you know with your job. Not to mention. With your job, even if you did get fired, you could take those skills and go somewhere else. You know? Yep. Like, if you with with this, like, where do you take those skills? Like, uh, I'm the best tracer in the country. <laughs> like, put that on a what, job resume, man. What you does that have to do with flipping over. burgers, sir? No, you know, like, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that, that's the thing I'm, I'm worried about. Like, you know, if it works out, that's great. You know, and if they could make the money that they should be, which, you know, I don't think saying, oh, well, you know, they're playing video games, so they should only make this much money. I think they should be making, just like with regular sports teams, depending on how much money the owners are making, or the, or the, I guess the, the team is making from ticket sales, merchandise, concessions, stuff like that, based on how much that's making, they should get a cut of that. Right. You know, that's where that really should be coming from. But I just don't know, like, Dude, I I just don't know if it, if if esports is that stable because esports is still kind of new, and there's a lot of people pouring money into esports right now, like sponsors trying to get their foot in the door. Everybody's trying to get a team, but how much money are they making back from that? You know, develop like Riot's making a shit ton of money because people are playing the game from it. Mm-hmm. You know, right? But seeing somebody play Overwatch esports, does that? money relayed back to their teams because it's you know you wear a michael jordan jersey right yep because michael jordan like there there i even if i tried i, I could practice every day all my life and i'll never be as good as michael jordan in basketball but i'm not gonna wear a t-shirt or like you know a jersey from some esports player team because if i really tried that hard i could probably be that good <laughs> you know what i'm yep. saying it's it's more about effort at that at that point 
So like this, I don't know if if it's just if it's really gonna translate that well. That's what I'm a little concerned about for the players uh, specifically. So now, in terms of Overwatch esports, I after this last Overwatch uh, World Cup, I was a bit more excited about Overwatch esports mainly because it wasn't fucking boring. The Overwatch World Cup was not boring. No, nope. thank you, thank <laughs> you. Because Overwatch Open was fucking Snoresville. Everybody was doing the same thing. Actually, one of my favorite parts of the tournament was during the final. And one of the, I guess one of the Korean team leaders was like, yeah, Russia doesn't really stray far from the meta. So I'm pretty sure we're going to beat them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, thank you. Thank you. And they won. South Korea beat the shit out of Russia. (laughs) <laughs> and they won. They that there it is right there out of his mouth. The the fucking meta is not gospel. They they won because they were able to shift around and well one they just had better players, but two they were able to shift around and adapt, you know. And uh, while we're talking about it, I want to give a you know shout out to Team France for making it that far. And then also the thing about Team France making it that far says something about the balance of the game because Team France almost went to the finals, you know. Huh. And uh, they really, I mean, they they only had two pro players on their team. Two pro players. And that was it. You know, so that kind of tells something to me about the balance of the game that uh, maybe it's, well, it's probably not as competitive as it could be. Because if it was, Widowmaker would never got nerfed. Me and Nick had a, a pretty long conversation about uh, why publishers and developers should not be running their their competitive communities and that's on the other that's on the on the blizzacon podcast so you can check that out if you want to um but yeah i'm a strong believer that developers and publishers should not be running their competitive communities and that's why because certain certain there's certain things that wouldn't be happening like Widowmaker getting nerfed the way she did right you know so uh, but yeah, I mean, that was pretty much the the right the 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 what's up Overwatch panel, and a little bit of the opening ceremony. Now, like I said, I did want to talk about um, the play by sound panel that they had. I thought it was very, very important, specifically for console players. Uh, when I was playing with Dirt Digi this weekend, we even talked about it a little bit. The fact that I don't think a lot of players on console are are wearing headphones or maybe even listening to the sound all that much because I see console players constantly being snuck up on by people with loud footsteps like Reaper. Like I yep. was able to, the same team, I was able to get behind twice and do my Reaper ult and got a quad kill. Twice. Nice. You know? And I wasn't being, like, I wasn't crouching, you know, I wasn't really being sneaky about it. I just, like, got over them, jumped into the crowd, pressed Y, and that was it. Uh, And then on top of that, I see so many people getting snuck up on by Bastions. He has the loudest footsteps in the game. (laughs) He is not a stealth character. Yep, clomp, clomp, clomping around. I think, because pretty much every PC player I play with plays with headphones. That's just a PC thing. Absolutely. You play with headphones, and a lot of us play with very nice headphones. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> and even Overwatch, like, you know, even if you have your headset on with the Xbox or with the PS4, you're still getting your sound through the speaker. 
and that's not and especially if you don't have if you oh and first of all if you're playing with your tv speakers may god have mercy on your soul <laughs> okay uh but if you're playing with tv speakers you're really doing yourself a disservice i mean even me playing with my um i have a uh a sound bar for the for the tv that has that has my games on it yep so even the sound bar i get directional audio out of that and i still prefer to play with headphones um, I have a decent pair of headphones. What are these headphones called? They're the XO7 Pros Turtle Beach from Xbox. So, um, and then for the PS4, I have the the PS4 Gold headset. So I have decent headphones for each platform for both my console platforms, and it makes a huge difference. Like I don't know how many times I'll hear Bastion coming, but I'm like a Reinhardt, right? And so I'm in the team trying to shield, and in front of the team, I'm like, "Is Bastion coming?" Bastion's coming behind us. Somebody's still Bastion coming, and then we just get mowed down from the back because Bastion sneaks up behind us. You know, it's really a problem. The play-by-sound panel, though, really, they go in-depth about how the sound works in Overwatch and how it's built to help you play the game. First thing I want to get out of the way, though, is that they had a little segment about what sounds they use to make certain weapon sounds in the game. Yep. Found out that Genji's shurikens are a combination of butter knives and cookie cutters clanking together. <laughs> That's so appropriate. That's so appropriate for that asshole. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that coconuts are involved somewhere in this process for this game. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll leave that be because there's some people who really like Genji. Why? But no, I'm, I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm gonna leave it alone. Anyway, so the first thing you're dealing with is dynamic sound in Overwatch, right? So the sound changes in your gun depending on how many bullets or how much ammo you have remaining to kind of warn you that you're running out of bullets. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Zenyatta and Mercy, you get, like, there's a, a noise that goes along and actually goes higher pitch as you're healing somebody to let you know how much healing you have left in that person. It really helps with Zenyatta because I'll throw my orb on somebody and turn into a different direction to attack and I know when that other person is done healing because it'll stop hearing the sound so I can throw the orb on somebody else. Or I can at least hear when they have a lot of health so I can throw the orb on somebody else. Interesting because I don't think I've ever really paid attention to that. I'm really? so used to I'm so used to keeping my head on a swivel all the time. Dude, we talked about it in patch notes back in, like, June. I know that you're saying that, but it's still not something that I ever really paid attention to. I'm, I'm too bond. used to using, I'm too used to keeping my head on a swivel and just being on the move all the time. <laughs> you're failing the Watchpoint Radio Combine right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, also, you know, obviously capture points have, uh, you know, the sound of the capture point getting captured. It goes a higher, no- a higher sound as mm-hmm. you get closer. The Riptide. I know that one. I know that one. Yeah, you know that one. How about the rip tire when it goes into the air? You can tell how much, like, how high a rip tire is off the air based on the sound it's making. Uh huh. I can see that so, one. Yeah. Now, also, the ch- sounds change when you're crouching. So, you, if you, like, were like a Reaper and you actually want to sneak up on somebody that's wearing good headphones, if you crouch while walking, you will probably be in a good position to drop down on somebody, onto a team, and do your alt. So that makes a difference. Now, something I did not know was the case is that when you have a Lucio on your team and that Lucio does like speed boost, uh, is using the speed boost and amps it up, your footsteps are now two times louder than before. I did not know that. Hmm. 
That is very interesting. Now I got to pay attention to that. But yeah, so you'll be able to hear them coming. It's like a warning. Also, enemy footsteps are louder than allied footsteps. So, I mean, I knew that already. That I did know. So enemy footsteps are definitely louder than allied footsteps. And another thing I did know, but I don't know if a lot of people realize this, the louder the footsteps are, the more dangerous the enemies are. This is why Bastion should not be sneaking up on anyone. (laughs) They have the loudest footsteps in the game. And oh, by the way, everybody's footsteps are unique. I mean, Widowmaker sounds like clacking heels. Reaper sounds like, you know, just somebody with big boots run, running around, bashing clanks. Yep. Uh, Reinhardt clanks too, but he clanks differently than Bastion. You know, so, I mean, those right there are great reasons to wear headphones so that you can hear these things happening. Like, I, you, Reaper would probably, you know, uh, especially because actually I went to go play Reaper on PC after playing on console, and I was actually a little worse than I normally was because I'm not expecting for people to turn around and they're like, hey, <laughs> like, you know, they knew I was coming because they were listening to the footsteps. So, uh, but additionally, something else I knew, but I don't think, I'm not sure if everybody knows, is that, like, for the ultimate voice lines, they're different depending on if a friend is throwing it or if an enemy is throwing it. So I know, like, for May, for example, when an enemy is throwing that devil snowball thing, um, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, her her, uh, her um, freeze, she says something in, in Mandarin. I believe it's Mandarin. Uh, it's high noon she's somewhere. An enemy. Huh? It's high noon somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was for those who... <laughs> Did I redeem the uh, Overwatch podcast there? Watch yeah, point. you did. You did. You you brought back some history. That's Overwatch. That's Watchpoint Radio history where we used to make say that every <laughs> ultimate that you heard in a different language, they were just saying it's high noon. <laughs> <laughs> so in in in, uh, in May's case, when she's your enemy, she says something in Mandarin and she throws it. But in if she's your ally, she says it in English. So, well, she said, I don't know if she's saying the same exact thing, but she says her voice line is in English versus Mandarin. Still high. So, <laughs> there you go. Unless you speak Mandarin. If you don't understand it, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, does, I can't remember if Diva says something in Korean or not. I cannot remember. Well, because at that point, you're not paying attention to what she's saying. You're paying attention to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, that is true. I know Reaper is one that just says die, die, die. Like, he doesn't have any. That's all he has. He's a simple man. And same thing with Reinhardt. It just says hammer down. Like, that's it. There's only one. But uh, Hanzo, for example, I I mean, there's other examples of this. Because I know with with Hanzo, you know, I just notice it more with the characters that are non-English speakers. Because it's a completely different language. (laughs) (laughs) We can tune out our own language pretty easily. Exactly. So, like, when I hear the dragon consumes you... I know it's our Hanzo versus the other thing he says, which I'm not even going to try to butcher. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's important information. Because I know so many people that as soon as they hear the dragon consumes you, they start running away. Like, is that ours? Is that us? And it's like, no. Same thing, like Zarya. She said when she uh, does her ult as an enemy, it's in Russian. But as an ally, it's in English. So. You know, and I'm pretty yeah. sure, I'm pretty sure McCree has a different voice line for his, for his allied, um, ultimate. So, 
We'll see. I don't think now, so. I think he still says it's high noon regardless. Oh, yeah? <laughs> they all say it's high noon. Yeah, because so. that's exactly. So when that happens right there, I typically, uh, I'm like, whatever, I'm hiding either way. I don't care. I look for my McCree first, and if I can't see my McCree, I'm like, nope, book this. I'm you just out. do a quick 360? <laughs> yep. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, something I did not know is that you know how sometimes the out al- like your allies will say stuff like behind you? Mm-hmm. So when they say that, apparently nobody else can hear that except you. That means if they say behind you, somebody is actually behind you. Oh, shit. Yeah, I did not know that. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to be all paranoid now and listening for this stuff. <laughs> well, it's funny because it's kind of like, you know, before it was like, oh, there are people behind you. I'm like, I wonder who they're talking about. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you, dog, they're talking about you. <laughs> so, yeah, if, so if you hear somebody say like certain voice lines, they will, maybe only you can hear it, you know, so. Uh, now, one another important thing is threat level. Like I knew this, ha- I knew kind of what threat level was. Which I'm sorry, Bond. I wrote treat level. I there. see that. It's yeah. okay though. I changed it in my mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and then the show notes I wrote treat level. Sorry about that. But um, threat level is the vo- basically the volume of each character and what they're doing changes based on how much of a threat they are to you. The system works automatically. So it calculates, the factors that it does its calculation on is based on who are you looking at, who's looking at you, who's close by, who's shooting their weapon nearby, who is using a dangerous ability, and who's damaging me. You know? So, I mean, the guy had a pretty, it wasn't a complex explanation, you know, explaining how it worked, but he had a pretty good diagram saying, like, you know, let's say you see a mercy. And the mercy is running away from you. But there's a Widowmaker looking at you. When that Widowmaker shoots at you, it's going to be much louder than the mercy that's running away from you. Even if the mercy is turned towards you and shooting at you, the Widowmaker is going to be, is going to, the, her shot's going to be much louder because it's that much more dangerous, you know, to you. So it's also one of the reasons why when a Reinhardt's around, you can hear his footsteps over anybody, almost anybody else, especially if he's close to you. Like if he sounds like he's right on top of you, but he's not right on top of you, he's really close to you. Like you are in danger. <laughs> you you need to probably run the opposite direction. So I mean, th- these are all reasons why when you play Overwatch, you need to wear headphones. Yeah. I know a lot of console players don't necessarily wear headphones for everything, but because a lot of console games don't use directional audio the way Overwatch does. So I don't play consoles for this, and I don't play much console gaming that much anymore these days, but is it mostly due to because the only thing that comes through those is other players talking? And Not really. Like I hear, I hear, um, I hear the game sounds just as well as I hear players talking. Sometimes better. Because that's like, if if that were the case, that'd be a viable reason for me, because, you know, people are assholes, so... Yes. <laughs> well, that is the reason why a lot of people don't put on headphones. I completely get that. I mean, I get it, but if you want to play the game effectively, like, you actually need to put headphones on to play Overwatch effectively. I also understand that, too. That's the thing, like, you know, if you have a low SR and you don't wear headphones, that may be part of the reason. You'll have a much you have a, a much better understanding of where people are and what's going on on the map if you're using headphones. 
That's just the truth of the matter, unfortunately. Sorry. You know? That's that's how it bees. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would... I think console players... Like I said, on PC, most of the time, most of us wear headphones. But you don't even have to have extraordinary headphones. Like I know that the... The headphones I got, the the the, the XO seven Pro series, they're like hundred and fifty bucks. Not everybody wants to drop hundred and fifty dollars on a pair of headphones. Um but you can find decent headphones for like, you know, sixty bucks, maybe a hundred bucks. Like I would if you're playing Overwatch that much that you're listening to this podcast, get yourself some headphones. You deserve <laughs> it. You deserve it. <laughs> get yourself some headphones. Um but uh, yeah, the last thing we want to go into here, at least in terms of BlizzCon, is the Overwatch QA and just some stuff I want to touch on here because we're kind of over our limit like we always are. <laughs> um, but So first thing I thought was interesting, uh, they did say a Junkenstein was a test to see how the community reacted to PvP, PvE content and they are actually pretty excited to do more. I liked it. I had fun with that, and I didn't get to play with it as much as I had wanted to. But I, I like that PVE content right there. Like, not enough shooters these days have that sort of co-op content, and it, it really sucks that they, they're moving away from it into more just strictly PvP. I well, hope they do more with this, and I hope it goes far. Maybe you should actually play console, then, because plenty of console games have co-op. I, I, I can't. I, I like being on the PC way too much. I have good well, headphones. <laughs> I, I have great headphones on the PC, but I also have a PS4 and Xbox One. I have great headphones for those too. There's really no excuse. I don't know how you're gonna win this argument with me. I, I it's just not my thing. I don't like playing shooters with without a keyboard and mouse. It just does not work for me. I tried the last one I did was uh Halo. I was doing Halo. I think Reach to follow Reach, and it's it's just not the same without being you know an FPS without a mouse and keyboard to me. All right, you're lost. But um, <laughs> they say they are working on improving Roadhog's hooks. They know that's a problem, so we're gonna have some uh, some some work coming there. You know, now we always talk about them forcing people in the team chat that they need to force people in the team chat. They said they will not force people in the team chat because they are worried about private conversations going public, and that they're looking for better ways to educate the players. And they seem pretty stern on that. So I don't think we're gonna see um you know, them forcing anybody into team chat, even though they should, because it does ruin games. Specifically on console, it is so bad. It is so bad on console. People not get hopping into team chat um, with, uh, you know, you know, with their groups. Because the thing about console is not, it's not just that people are in group chat. They're in party chat. And when you're in party chat, you're actually outside of the game's chat. To come from party chat into team chat is a pain in the ass. We have a process that we do it on PS4, but it doesn't work for everybody. Sometimes you got to restart your game. It's a pain in the ass to deal with. So, yeah, I mean, perhaps we need to stop using party chat um, in, in game and, and in, you know, on the consoles and start using the group chat so we can easily flip between team chat and group chat, but We'll see. So yeah, it does not look good for forcing people into team chat. Uh, what else do we have here? Oh yeah, I really like this. I really wish Mikey was here to talk about it because he'd probably hate it. But uh, <laughs> Reaper used to be able to collect souls of the dead, which he can still do. But when he collected souls before, they were the same souls that Mercy would see. And if he collected them, 
they wouldn't be able to uh, res. I love that idea. Oh. I love that idea. I'm pretty sure every Mercy Man is like, no, 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 no. Oh, God, I love that idea. Make the Mercy work for it a little bit. You know? Now she just flies to a soul and raises her hand and reses the whole team. No, make sure that she's people saying, hey, you got to kill that Reaper. That Reaper's going to take your soul if you die. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, it's the Boogeyman. No. Yeah, I would love to see that. Oof, that would be awesome. That would be mean. Uh, oh, God, I would love that. I'd play Reaper so much just just, <laughs> just to do that. Um, now, finally, they also – and there's way more questions in the Q&A, but these are just the ones I found interesting. They, uh, or answers I found interesting. They said they won't create a solo queue because Overwatch is a team game. They said they want to find ways for you to find people to play with, and they're working on it quote-unquote, and I'm just kind of like, really? That's There's a really easy solution to that. You create, a, you create an LFG in-game. That's all you gotta do. You create an in-game LFG. That's it. Yeah, yeah That's they have that do. for some other games right now, so... Or if you want to be snazzy, you create you know in-game LFG with a companion app. Make an Overwatch companion app where you can find groups, and it'll link you together in-game. Boom. Problem solved. I'm going to go take that to the forums. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to link my forum post. <laughs> so everybody sees it. And then you guys can support me. <laughs> please. Support me, please. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that the, the Q&A was good up uh, you know I, I I those but those were the top things that I saw from the Q&A that I thought were interesting at least interesting to bring up I really hope Mikey uh, we remember to talk about this next week and Mikey can tell me to go fuck myself May with huh <laughs> it's all about no, May right no. she can tell me to go fuck myself with the uh well he can tell me to go fuck myself with the uh the mercy thing that I was talking about <laughs> Yeah, so we shall see. Now, we did have an email that I wanted to uh, bring up. I meant to bring it up last week, but I actually uh, did not have a chance. It was from Sumicidal, and he re- he was actually replying from a few shows back about the new controller settings. And this is what he said. I forgot about this from a few shows back, but the new controller settings felt even more like garbage. I was so disappointed, I rebuilt my PC and started playing there. Getting used to keyboard and mouse after all these years has been slightly interesting, and I am still having my dumb moments in game, but enjoying the PC game much more. So, uh, for uh, Sumicidal, the 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 control changes did not help him at all. Uh, didn't make it any better. He he actually says it was worse. So I guess that's that. Um, I'm gonna see if it, well, I, I I do have you on my friends list. Um, on battle.net i just don't think we've been playing at the same time but if i see you online i'll i'll uh toss you a line there so we can play together but uh that's unfortunate i i've been enjoying the the new changes to the console controls and it did take a even it took me a little cha- a little while to adjust because now you just can't you know you have to be careful about slamming your thumbstick around on either side of the controller because if you go too far left or too far right you're gonna spin too fast so now it takes a little bit more control, uh, but I do um, 
I do think that uh, it is better, but that's just me. But hey, welcome back to PC. Welcome back. You know, welcome back. You know, me, Bond, uh, Mikey, we all play on PC. We actually have a P. We're going to get into it, but we have a PC uh, community play tomorrow. Uh, and hopefully uh, you'll be around. So we'll see about that. But yeah, sorry for not getting to your email last week. I can't. I think me and um, Meza just went over too too far last week, and that's why we had to cut that part. But um, yeah, sorry about that. So I mean, does anybody else have any comments on you know the uh, the, the new controller options? Like, have you been liking it? Have you even noticed the change? Let, let us know. Write in or hit us up on Twitter. Let us know. But uh, yeah, that's gonna bring us to the end of our show. Um, obviously, Mikey wasn't here. Mikey is not feeling well, and uh, we miss him. He was really, you know what? Mikey's a trooper because he was really trying to be on this podcast. He was. He was. Mikey was a trooper, and we had to tell him not to be on the podcast, essentially, because you could tell he was not feeling well. Poor guy. (laughs) Poor guy. So everybody, you know, he is, I think he's. I think he's key lock. Hold on a second. Let me let me find out who he is on Isn't Twitter. Isn't Sim card or Sim key? <laughs> that is so disrespectful. No, <laughs> <laughs> no he uh, Mikey is uh, key underscore lock underscore. So that's K E Y underscore L O C K E underscore. Send him some love on Twitter, folks, because he really was trying to be on this podcast. And because he, you know, he, he, he wants, he loves talking about Overwatch. He loves being on the podcast. He loves interacting with you guys. He wanted to be here for you. So, you know, give him a shout out uh, if you get a chance. But Mikey really wanted to be here. And we sorry he couldn't be here, but hopefully he'll be back next week and feeling better. Um, but um, other than that, like I said, we do have some more community day, uh, play days coming up. Um, we had on Monday was PS4. We did that. And tomorrow, or Wednesday, I should say, because when this comes out, it's going to be Wednesday. That's PC. We're going to start at 8 p.m. EST. Uh, that one's a bit more tricky. You know what? Hit us up on, on like either Twitter or Facebook or even the site and we'll, with your battle.net IDs, and we will try to hook up with you that way. I'm looking for a better way to organize you guys. I think... Um, I think we're going to start using the Discord. I, with last week being so hectic, I just did not have a chance to get everything set up uh, the way I want to. So hopefully, as early as next week, or maybe even this weekend, we'll have the Discord prepared for you guys. And then we can just use Discord to kind of get together and play. Because Discord, even if you don't have a PC, because we, we can actually chat via PC on Discord. So if you don't have a PC, we can still get into the chat channel. Uh, on Discord and uh, and you know use text talk there to organize playing, so we we can do that. Um, other than that, I once again I want to talk about the Heroes of Overwatch group on Facebook. I am part of that group. It's a great group of guys and gals who play Overwatch. And if you're looking for people to play with and people to help you out, whether you know with your placement matches or with uh, you know ranking up stuff like that, they are there and helpful. Like I said, it's a really nice group. Of people, so uh, check out Heroes of Overwatch on Facebook if you are on Facebook. All right, Bond, do you have anything to add? Uh, hopefully, we'll see some people tomorrow night for the uh, community event uh, when we go and do that, and uh, hopefully, I'll see you around in Overwatch. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, we're going to do PS4 again on Thursday. And no, I am not forgetting about Xbox. It's just that Mike really wanted to be on the event yesterday, or he wanted to play, but he was not able to. And I told him we could do it again this Thursday if he if he wanted to. So on Thursday, uh, I will. Well, we and Mike will be available on PS4 for playing, and you know we'll organize that way. So just hit us up if you want to play Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right. Um. Yeah, but that's it. Thank you for listening. We are available on multiple uh, podcast platforms. We're available on iTunes, Overcast for iOS, Google Play Music. Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud, and we have an RSS feed for those of you who like to use your own um, podcast readers. We are on social media at twitter.com slash MTB site. We are on Facebook.com slash mash those buttons. We are on YouTube.com slash mash those buttons. I am on Twitter, I am underscore ja underscore. That's underscore J A A underscore bond. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you on Twitter? What is your Twitter handle? Hold on, I know this. Damn it! No, I don't. Wait, that's how yes, much I do. he uses. No, it. I don't. Yes, I do. Hold on, I get it. All right, I think I found it. Nope, didn't find it. I don't know it. Wait, I did find it. Yep, underscore uh, Emery underscore PF underscore no. Emery PF. One word. All one word. Yeah, so you know nobody's gonna follow you now because of that shit. You actually have to use Twitter <laughs> for people to follow you on it. I do a well, sometimes. <laughs> You're terrible. I ain't got time okay. for that. Yeah, you do. Yeah, actually, you <laughs> do have time for it. Don't act like you don't. Anyway. I'm on Instagram. Respond to me on Instagram. Follow me on there. I'll I'll, I'll go and say something on there. No. <laughs> Nobody's doing that. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, you know, we enjoy hearing from you guys. Uh, especially your thoughts on the podcast, your thoughts on the topic. So please feel free to reach out to us. Like, what did you think about BlizzCon? What do you think about Sombra, her abilities? You know, what did you think about, you know, the you know, you know stuff that we talked about in the play-by-sound? I thought that was the most, inter- like, the most interesting panel they had was the play-by-sound. So just let us know what you think about all that stuff. Um, you can reach us on at WPR at matchlessbuttons.com. There's a contact form on the website. You can hit us up on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, you can comment on SoundCloud, on the site directly. Just reach out to us, and we will try to get back to you. Um, other than that, uh, if you enjoy the podcast and you wish to support us, the best way to support us is to share the podcast with people that you know and that you think that will enjoy the podcast. You can also rate us and on iTunes and other platforms like Google Play Music, stuff like that, and you can leave a, uh, a review for us. Those are huge helps for the podcast if you enjoy the podcast. And every time you guys uh, do that for us, we really, really appreciate it. Thank you very much. We and love getting just, emails. Yes, yes, we do love getting emails. <laughs> you are, are you lagging? Because I was like, I just talked about that before the <laughs> before the sharing it's okay I'll fix Bond's latency a little later folks <laughs> anyway uh, we think uh, you should stay tuned after the show to hear what's coming up this week on Mash Those Buttons uh, and you should go to mashthosebuttons.com slash shows to see all of our podcasts so like I said thank you for listening we will catch you guys next week take it easy
Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Here's what's coming up this week on Mash Those Buttons. On Monday, November 7th, Jorge and David transmit in orbit. This week talking about Wrath of the Machine challenge mode and moving into a dry content period. Also on Monday, Mash Those Buttons presents the BlizzCon 2016 wrap-up where WoW Talk and Watchpoint Radio combine to talk about what they saw at BlizzCon 2016. On Tuesday, November 8th, Nick and Katie continue their efforts to educate you on WoW lore and the Torn and the Goblin, talking about High Mountain, Mela the Aspiring Chieftain, and Dargrul the Aggressive Villain. On Wednesday, November 9th, Jarrett, Mikey, and Bond bring you the latest in Overwatch and its community on Watchpoint Radio. This week, we go into detail about BlizzCon 2016 announcements and what they mean for the community, pick apart the community Q&A session, and talk about the importance of wearing headphones. On Friday, November 11th, Mike, Rob, and Luke bring you SitRep Radio, talking about the latest in the division and the state of the game. To find more information on all of our shows, go to mashthosebuttons.com shows. And to see our full podcast schedule, visit mashthosebuttons.com schedule.